name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our homily today comes from the teaching of St. Paul through our epistle reading of 1 Corinthians in chapter 12. 1 Corinthians in chapter 12 is known throughout the church and spoken of by the fathers as being one of the premier writings and teachings on the spiritual gifts the Holy Spirit gives the body of Christ, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Before we look and hear the words of St. Paul, however, I want you to get a framework and an understanding of what these spiritual gifts truly are. You've heard me say this before, that the word gifts is an unfortunate English insertion okay, to try to help us understand. It kind of works, but it mostly doesn't. Because a gift would imply that I give something to you. And it's yours. And you play with that for a while. You enjoy that for a while. And I give something else over here. This is not the meaning of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Rather, I would have you see them as the church teaches and as the church has always experienced. That the spiritual gifts are simply this. They are the manifestations or the revelation of God through every living stone for the benefit of everyone in the church and those outside of the church. They are means by which the Lord graces. They are means by which the Lord reveals himself through every willing living stone that is found in him. So when you hear St. Paul say spiritual gifts, have that in your mind. The expressions of God through man. The continuing ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ through us. Okay? Now let's hear the words of St. Paul. He begins the chapter by saying, Now the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. Let's stop there for a moment. He's putting an exclamation point on his teaching. He's saying, my friends, my sons and daughters in Christ, what I'm about to teach you about how God reveals himself and manifests himself through the body is important. I don't want you to be ignorant about what you're experiencing, what you're seeing, and why God is doing these things. And so I'm going to teach you about it. And so must we pay attention to the words of this blessed apostle on this subject. He continues to teach. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of ministry, but it's the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. No matter what he's going to give us as far as a list of the ways in which God reveals himself and manifests himself. He's saying no matter the differences, and they are all different ways he does this. It is the same God. It is the same spirit with the same unity of Trinitarian purpose that he does these things. And he does it out of his great love for us. How do we know that? Because of the last sentence I read from St. Paul. Where he says, now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for what? The common good. These are blessings. If it's a gift of anything, it's a gift by God to the people of God for their benefit. 
And now he goes in to a bit of a list of the way God expresses himself through the living stones. He said to one there is given through excuse me to one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another faith faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another miraculous powers to another prophecy, to another discernment between the spirits, that is discerning what is evil and what is of God, a gift by God. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues, languages, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. And this is not even an exhaustive list, for even in another epistle, St. Paul writes of other manifestations of God through the body of Christ. The great gift of mercy, where God pours out his mercy through a living stone to another or others. The gift of teaching, where God reveals himself through teaching, through human flesh and blood. The gift of exhortation, that is the gift to take someone and bring them to Christ and encourage them all, our, all their days to remain in our Lord Jesus Christ. And there's even the gift of giving. The spiritual gift of giving, of time and energy and, and gifts and money and all that we have for the benefit of another is another spiritual gift. And all of these, St. Paul is saying, God manifests himself in these things through our weak and frail flesh and blood that he is still in the process of healing. And he does it both for the benefit of the body of Christ. But he also does it for the revelation of Jesus Christ to the world out there in darkness. I need, I need, as a Christian, as a child of God, as a living stone among you, I need to experience the Lord Jesus Christ through each and every one of you. That is the order of God in the church. And along with that order, you also need to experience our Lord Jesus Christ through me. And you need to experience the Lord Jesus Christ in these ways through one another. That is his design. It is his desire to express himself, to live among us ever so tangibly that we experience him. Through one another. For when the gifts, these revelations, are operating through every living stone, our Lord is seen most clearly and He is experienced most fully for us. Let me talk about this world that sits in darkness outside of the church, outside of the ark of salvation. I want to tell you something and be very clear about this. Those in the world out there in their captivity and bondage. They are not going to have Christ revealed to them. They are not going to come experience him and be baptized where their sins are washed away and they are filled with the same Holy Spirit and come and take their place in the church. This will not happen by persuasive words and arguments alone. I'm not saying God doesn't use words. I said not alone. 
And St. Paul knew this when he went into Corinth for the first time. For if you go back in this first epistle that he writes to the Corinthian church in chapter 2, he makes it very clear. He says this, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. The Corinthians were getting this from all the philosophers of the day. They constantly had persuasive arguments, rationality, words that would drive you to meaning. And St. Paul says, I didn't come with any of those but I came with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but that it might rest on the power of God alone. The people out there in captivity, they are looking. We've heard this thousand times over. You know what they're looking for? They are searching for the authentic experience in this life of something that's beyond this life. They're looking for authenticity. That's why they're going after all sorts of spiritualism and new age and satanic and everything else because they're in search of the authentic experience that brings contentment to a restless soul. They're looking for experience. This world needs to experience Christ in and through His body. This was His design. I take you to the second epistle that He writes to Corinth. In 2 Corinthians, He makes this very clear. He says to the church, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, and has given us, His church, the ministry of reconciliation. You need to get this in profound meaning. Listen to what he's saying. When God was incarnate, God was in the flesh the person of Jesus Christ. And the ministry of divinity joined to flesh. The ministry was to bring the world and unite it back to God. What's he saying about his church? He's saying Christ is still in flesh. By your baptism, you have been filled with God. He is once again enfleshed in a continuing ministry. And what is the ministry of all living stones that come together in unity of love in His church? What's the ministry? The same ministry of Christ. To take the world and unite them back to God so that they might be saved. So how is, it, how is it that we may realize in our lives these blessed revelations and manifestations that God gives to reveal Himself to us and to grace us? You need to look no further and turn the page in the Scriptures to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. There are no chapters in the epistles. We know that. But what is the very continuing thought of St. Paul when he is speaking about these profound realities of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are gifts of God and the people of God? He goes on to go right to one and most important subject. In fact, it is the very hinge by which the door of all these spiritual gifts swings when he says to love. How will we, how will we realize all of these things? 
Paul says, if I have prophecy, if I prophesy without love, if I do miraculous things without love, if I do this or that or this without love, I'm a distraction. I'm a distraction away from God. I'm a noisy, clanging symbol. And he calls us to the greatest of all the spiritual gifts, love. But let's be clear about what love is. Because we hear it in the summary of the law at the beginning of Mass every time. Love is fulfilled in first, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. That's first. What does that mean? That means I live a life in God of offering myself, of presenting myself to Him, of communing with Him on a daily basis, of reading His holy scriptures and reading the fathers of the church to tell me what those things mean. And I pray, I engross myself, I make God my holy habitation just as He's made me His. And what I hear from Him, I live. What I hear from Him, I do. I don't just hear the word from Him. I live it. That is what it means to love and to love God. And the second part, love your neighbor. When we humble ourselves and we live completely for the blessing of another, we love. And I promise you this. Where those loves are present, where we love God and we devote ourselves to Him and devote ourselves to one another in love. Don't worry. The spiritual gifts and the manifestations of God among us will follow. They will be present. We don't seek the gifts. We seek the God of the gifts. We don't seek the gifts. We set our face to become love. And the expressions of God from that love flow through our humanity to one another and to this world that it might be saved. Love God, love one another. And we will be amazed as we see what God will do among us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.